when you think of the term innovation, what do you connect it to? I think a lot of times, and this is something that I've been really kind of trying to work on in, in the work that I do, is really not connecting innovation to the idea of technology. A lot of people will look at, you know, like, hey, we're going to be innovative organizations. And basically, they make their director of technology the director of innovation, which actually sends a message that innovation equals technology. And I actually totally disagree with that. To me, innovation is about doing new and better things. And when you think about where we need innovation right now, especially in education, is with what we do with our mental health practices and looking at how do we create new and better ways to support our staff who are supporting our students while they're dealing with trauma, while they're dealing with, you know, mental, um, mental health crisis, you know, for a lack of a better term that we are having in education right now. And it's one of the reasons I really love talking to Awani Masango, who asked me to refer to him as E uh, in the podcast. We had a really great conversation connecting innovation and health and why that's so that's so important. But we also talked about how storytelling is really fuel to innovation, that when we share our stories, when we actually help people see themselves in the story and help them share their own, that's where we really can get people moving forward in many avenues, not only with health initiatives, but what we do in the classroom every single day. Uh, it was a really enjoyable conversation. I love connecting with you. I know you're gonna enjoy it. Welcome back to another episode of the Innovators Mindset Podcast. Hey everyone, this is George Kroos. Welcome back to another episode of the Innovators Mindset Podcast. I have a very special guest today. His name is Ewane Masango and he goes by E. So I asked him if that's okay if I call him E, but I'm really excited to talk to you. We we're having a great conversation before we started recording and maybe we'll get into some stuff. Maybe we won't, who knows? It's like, I, we're, he lives in, uh, he's in Queens, New York. So I had to ask about the Knicks. So just because they're, they're doing really well and I, I always turn everything to basketball, no matter what I, I talk about and with whoever I talk about. So E, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for connecting with me. I'm really excited to learn kind of more about your work, more about what you do. So can you kind of just tell people who you are, what you do today, and kind of how you got to that point? Well, what led me here to, to, to George and, 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 and everyone who's going to be listening is uh, probably a lot. It has to do with basketball. So I didn't, I didn't even I know you were that big of a person. But I, I look at basketball as, as poetry in motion. So um, for my life, um, I've de I definitely have always looked at a lot of things and balanced it with basketball. So let me give an example. So if I look at how I generally like approach life, even the project that I'm working on now, which overall we're really just looking to do what a lot of people are looking to do, which is how do we help, you know, heal the world? How do we create new systems and innovate new systems um, on the systems that we currently have all the way down to like the governmental level, especially from a, from a um, mindset standpoint. And I look at that as in basketball, if you're the star player of any team, right? right like if you, you don't really go into the game with a game plan. Like the entire defense is based off of you. Right. So you just, have to literally live off of instinct. Like every play you have like a system of progressions, like as a quarterback that you're going through and you just read and react off of that. And the ability to be able to do that and trust that flow is, is what brought me here. Well, so that's actually, it's really interesting because I like a lot of times I talk about innovation and uh, there's kind of this 
kind of like push and pull about the notion of innovation that like knowledge is not important, but you actually have to, you know, it's always about kind of doing the new thing. It's always creating new stuff. And what I actually feel is knowledge is so crucial to the notion of innovation that when you actually know the stuff that you're doing really well, just like you said, then you can actually start kind of changing things on the fly. And I always actually talk about the notion of like jazz musicians, right? Jazz musicians are, are actually, you know, known for their ability to like improvise on the spot, but it's not like they just picked up a trump and just start doing weird stuff, right? <laughs> they know their stuff inside out, right? And yeah. so like that, that is, I love that, that analogy because I think it is, it is actually fundamentally based on actually having like a real in-depth knowledge of what you're doing, the work that you're doing, but actually being able to build on. And as you said, kind of like kind of building on that instinct. And you, you kind of said like you, you're doing stuff in the, in the health field, right? Sure. So like, what, like, how do you see kind of innovation as a connection to that? And like, what are you, what are some of the work that you're doing in that space? Uh, well, one of them. Um, so when we talk about mental health, I, I look at mental health as um, something where you look at, again, being an athlete, like being fully present, meaning that you're understanding like certain patterns and synchronicities like are, are happening. As an example, you heard it here first. What you just said about jazz, I'm literally currently learning right now. Again, this is nothing we've talked about. Right, I'm great. actually in here in New York learning like high school, like musicians for the same reasons. I was kind of wanting to figure out innovatively, like how would I put together health and fun or entertainment, right? And I was like, well, I'm studying Disney and the engineer, Imagineers and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, it's really like the sounds, man. Like if you can get the sound and understand how to make things sound a certain type of way, whether it be musically, movically, cinematically, I guess, right. um, and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and so, yeah, so I've been, I literally was just watching a video on jazz maybe an hour ago uh, about like modes and how you basically can play with and, and i was i was going through that same mentality of how does how would you be able to build something that's sustainable if you didn't have a base level right. of knowledge of the at least of the structure i think that after you know the structure you can bend and play with it um and uh and so yeah i would say that and then yeah overall in regards to health that's just an example of how I associate like something in regards to like mental health and awareness on the positive end. Same thing with like um, emotional health. It has to do with me, like how to find a synergy between food that I absolutely love and food that makes me feel alive. Right. right? Which is like a constant, like innovative right. thing, because depending on what right. city I'm in, I'm always moving around. So depending on what city I'm in, I was in Brooklyn before it's completely different options that I had when I got here to Flushing Queens and then it was like different options in LA and some other places that I've I, that this journey has led me so I, I would say that kind of on the emotional level on the physical level it's kind of this balance for me between like um you know uh vitality and um and feeling feeling my best as well as like flexibility like understanding that like you know physical flexibility somewhat is associated with other forms of flexibility and understanding that like things are supposed to kind of come and go. And again, back to basketball, somebody like LeBron playing 20 something years and still right. dunking. Well, early on, a story is that Chris Bosch and a lot of the other players were like, and they were like a training camp or whatever over the summer. And they're just like, why does LeBron have like this person stretching him all the time? Like, it doesn't like, this is just like, this is weird. Like, right. I, 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 it seems like doing too much, but then you see, what happens uh, over time. And so definitely have a longevity approach. 
Okay. So I like I do everything not to talk basketball because I could just get into it the whole time. Right. So like I'm like, I could talk basketball all day. I gotta ask you this question. Who's better? Okay. LeBron or Jordan? Who's your guy? Okay. Well, um, you know, this is actually a discussion I've been having over the last <laughs> I I maybe, maybe even in the last day. I mean, I, I am I am um I am somewhat in in a lot of different ways connected to Jordan, starting with um we we're in the same like fraternity we know like some some similar people i in north carolina there's like some deep connections i have there so i mean i i would say overall that jordan is yeah, is is, is, a, is, a, is is i'm i'm favoring in most situations yet as i've the last week specifically as it's wild that you asked that is that i've been looking at lebron's career and i'm just like man but you know, there's something to also like not being having a mindset and then developing it over time that that says something to whoever came in his life at the right time, at the right point, the right thing. And just and right. you just see how that type of diligence um, and attention to detail clearly played out over a longer period of time than anyone um, has, you know, as of this, you know, thus far. So, you know, carrying that mantle of being, um, you know the the player in the league that most people are looking for. I, I feel as though he's he's done an exceptional job. So you're saying Jordan though? That's what I'm taking. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. That's what you're. That's what you're taking. That's I, what you're. I mean, if I'm, I'm if I'm gonna, if I'm going to be pulled, my, my teeth pulled or whatever the conversation is. <laughs> LeBron. I actually think so. I think LeBron over time, and it's it's interesting, right? Like I actually, I think Jordan, I think Jordan was the better basketball player, right? LeBron's probably the better athlete of the two that's this one but also lebron over like he's had a longer career of being amazing right where jordan actually you know he took some time off kind of things he didn't you know play as long even though he probably actually did play as long but he took those those years off in between but it's 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 interesting because one of the reasons that lebron is so good uh for such a long period of time is his focus on health like he actually it's it's like said he spends about a million dollars on and you know like he has the money to do that right like not everyone listening to this has a million dollars to spend on their health right but like he's he spent he spends a million dollars a year just on his training right like just on like his you know his trainers and, and things like that too right so it's one of the reasons he's actually you know connected you know done done so well for so long right because he's yeah uh, yeah they, you know, I, I could dunk when I, I could dunk when I was like 22, <laughs> but that ain't happening anymore. Right. Like and he's, you know, I, he's, I'm only a few years old, like, well, I guess about 10 years older than him, but it's yeah. like just crazy. So a lot of the people listening to this right now are, are in the field of education. That's why I don't always talk basketball because I think they hate it. But anyways, I love talking. <laughs> So a lot of people listen to this in the field of education. And one of the things that they are, you know, struggling with probably tremendously is not only probably the mental health of kids and emotional health too, right? As you kind of talked about, but also kind of taking that on themselves and feeling kind of really overwhelmed, um, you know, with, with a lot of the work that's happening, you know, um, just, just, I, I think a lot of times you kind of talked about, uh, you know, innovation in government. There's, there's a lot of times that, you know, in, in trying to protect, you know, everybody, there's all these initiatives and all these extra things that are kind of piled on that are actually causing 
like more stress, right? And I, I hear it over and over again. So like, what is some advice that you kind of maybe from your experience, some of the work that you actually do, uh, really that you could kind of maybe help, you know, maybe educators, you know, maybe first with themselves, because I'm kind of big advocate that you can't really take care of other people unless you're okay, right? right. And maybe actually how, how they might help their students. Right, right. Well, I mean, just to, just you're not delivering basketball, but Phil Jackson, you know, so, you know, it still starts with the fundamentals, right? So um, example that everyone knows, when you get on a plane, you know, you get, you know, the plane's going down, oh, you put the mask on your family member first or your child first or your great, you know, your parent first, right? Well, no, obviously you have to put it on yourself first. So overall, I, I like to just keep that fundamental because often, you know, especially as educators, I consider myself to be someone that loves teaching and talking to people about stories. And so, um, I have to always put that into context because otherwise, you know, end up burning out. Um, in, in a sense, I guess we get back up, but you know, but you burn out for a little bit. And so, um, overall, um, I think it just gets down to looking at anything as, as, as investments. And so to make it back up what you were saying about the LeBron few million thing, mm-hmm. one model that we created and that I'm figuring out ways to create business models around is the idea of relative amounts of, you know, um, discretionary income that you stake for you, the improvement of your health, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, it, it really depends on the person and what they're doing. But as long as it's catered to that person, there's always relative things that someone can be doing to improve every single month or every, whatever their budget is, if it's every two weeks, if it's every, you know, however, however so often. And so that's, that's really the thing I always say is that I, I just at some point came across enough mentorship where I looked at what LeBron did and I was like, okay, how can I do that? on on a, on another on a on a smaller scale right where it's like it's it's just a mentality okay like okay there's these options on this menu okay this i definitely want this more but i well, i probably want this more because they wanted me to want this more like which one is going to allow me to do it the rest of what's on my calendar for the rest of the day or whichever thing i had whatever it's like okay well then let me do this one then i realized that's not necessarily sustainable because if it's not something that you like so you have to, like I said, it's just about playing with it, being patient with ourselves. And and that goes with the whole health thing also. It's really just kind of understanding that um, if, if we actually consider things, most times we've been out of buying, somehow the right thing just kind of happens right. at the right time. So how, how do we stay in that zone? Again, back to basketball, but just, just to be all the way honest, like I, from the back end, you can tell that someone like Jordan, as a teacher or as anything else, which comes with being a leader in, in any sport, but let's say, especially in basketball, cause it's a team sport. Um, he, the way he taught and the way that he led, it was kind of like often very delegatory, right? Cause a lot of times, a lot of us who are educators, you know, uh, or, or teach not to disrespect anyone who's formally educating that they, um, it's like a, Oh, I need to do it all myself thing. As opposed to you know, just kind of let the game play out how it's playing out. Some people's hot, they're hot tonight, this person, but but what you do know is that by the time the game is over, you 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 paid enough attention to what's going on to where now you can you can put in your expertise and um, and be okay with it getting to that point. Otherwise, it's not like I said, it's not really sustainable because then not only have we drained ourselves, but other people have also not been empowered to be able to to step up. Which is why I love education because it's almost always a win-win. It's not like people go around like, man, I hate you know I hate you know, these teachers, I, you know, people mostly hate like bosses and things of that nature as they get older, right? Like most people who taught them anything, people don't have like strong feelings towards. So I think educators, 
when when all of that though <laughs> yeah i actually you know there's i don't know if you know this about me because we just met today um and kind of you're talking about health but i actually lost 110 pounds basically since covid started right and uh <laughs> right yeah i know and, Why are you ordering all the shoes? There's just like shoes and weight coming up. Right. Well, it's actually the reason I bought shoes because we were talking about this before we got on the podcast. I started just buying shoes because I knew that even if I continue to lose weight, the shoes would actually fit. Where where I was actually buying clothes, I bought a bunch of clothes I never wore. I actually like tried them on. They fit that day. A month later, they were too big. So I was like, okay, just stick with shoes for a little bit. You can do that. And then, you know, when you get to a weight you're, you're happy with, then maybe then you start buying some clothes, right? But actually, you know, kind of talking about, um, you know, some of the innovation and the connection to what you're actually doing. I tried, like, you know, I've been strong. Like, it wasn't like I just decided one day to lose weight and then I started losing weight. I have been struggling with this for years and years. And so I actually, you know, would try this program, right? And see how it goes. And it was like, hey, okay, I, I picked up some things but then didn't help me achieve what I was trying to achieve. And I actually, you know, try this thing, same thing, help me with some stuff, didn't get me to achieve what I do it. And then basically something kind of clicked. And I think part of it too, is, you know, I have kids, uh, the, when you're looking at COVID, the number one comorbidity is actually obesity. And I was like, look, like I'm not in a good place. If I get COVID, I'm in trouble, right? Basically, you know, based on what the science and the, the data was actually sharing. So that kind of kicked in the gear. But what happened was all of those things kind of going back to the notion of the jazz musician, all of those things that I picked up in those different programs. And you kind of mentioned this earlier, I actually put into like, you know, what works for me. And, you know, I think a lot of times people will say like, Hey, how did you do it? And I'm like, well, I can tell you what I did, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. Cause there's certain things that you have to kind of figure out for yourself. Right? Like, I don't know. I actually, when you talked about food and I don't know what you think about this, I literally eat the same thing every day, six days of the week. Uh, and, and like I stick to it at the same time. And I, I like, and it's food that I really love, but is also healthy. And it's kind of like what you said, like, you know, sometimes you eat really well, but it doesn't, it doesn't give you life, right? It does the opposite, right? Like it, it makes you feel crappy. And then I'll have like one, one night a week where I eat really terrible and stuff that I love, but makes me feel like crap. And I feel so crappy the next day that I'm like, Ugh, I don't want that for a while. And then by the time, you know, day seven rolls around, I'm like, yeah, I could do that again. Cause I kind of like forget, but I actually, you know, before the way I was eating, the way I was actually taking care of my health, uh, I actually didn't realize that I was, you know, kind of, as you said, I was just basically drained of life, but it was so normal to me. I didn't even realize it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I was just, I felt, I will grow. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that. And that, like, I had to figure out those things for myself where some people could not eat the same thing every single day. And still, you know, they find their own pathway. It's just like, ah, you know, I like this. I'm good. You know, these are foods I, I really enjoy to eat and they're healthy. So that, that's kind of, so I don't know if that, what you think of that process, but yeah, it worked for me. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I'm so, I'm, I, let me just say this respectfully. I'm assuming that you're the expert. I was actually just going to ask you because <laughs> I mean, I would assume that if you're looking to in innovate anything, at least the stuff that I've read, um, more than the innovator's mindset, like innovator's dilemma and a few of these other, you know, these other, 
you know, there's similar concepts. It's like, okay, so if I don't, if I don't set an intention, um, and, and then measure it, you know, over time, um, I, it's, it's hard to be able to really call it an innovation. So I would actually say that in, in general sense, I think that anyone would be looking at innovation as no matter if you're an educator or just any kind of person in every part of their life. So you're like, okay, like my intention is to, like you said, um, this is also another, just a quick side note and get back on it is that often if we do embrace both sides of it, I don't want to get too deep, deep into the whole like dark and light thing. It's, it's, it's all subjective, but, but, but the, the idea of going through the the dark side of anything right like the, the fear thing a lot of times it's much more it's kind of like a mentor once told me it's like if you tell somebody to leave their house because maybe even like their favorite girl or something like that is outside right and they're watching their you know a game they might be like all right you know you're joking get out there i'll get out there in a minute you know you might be messing with me but if like if your house is on fire like you are running yeah. out of this place yeah. regardless of how you feel at that moment so there there's a way to to healthily be able to you know capture that and like you said a lot of people i don't have i haven't been blessed with kids yet myself but i do have younger a lot of young younger siblings and cousins and i've noticed that there's definitely something to going through the 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 idea of the fear of losing or disappointing or whatever kinds of people as long as you're able to emotionally handle it like losing a basketball game, which happens yeah. a lot of the season. I don't think a lot of people get yeah. that, which is by the playoffs is really when it matters. But anyway, the, 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 the point is, is that if you're able to deal with the loss, potential loss and kind of imagine in the mind without letting it take us over, well, then you're like, oh, well, you know what? I actually would want to be, you know, um, better and do whatever it takes. And so that part, that time, you know, at that point, the imagination, innovative mind opens up. And 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 there the and there the solutions are, and then we just start walking in that direction. But as far as doing the same thing every day, honestly, I don't know if that works for everybody, but it definitely works for me. So we're kindred spirits in that aspect. Like if my mom used to be so mad, she'd be like, "Oh, you're just eating the same thing every day." Like, Listen, mom, like this is what works for me right now, right? Like right, right. It's, just, it's very regimented. I like the way it tastes. It works. Um, and so as often, as much as possible, I, I do try to do that, which is, which is, uh, which is, you know, I think as long as you have something, like I said, that really does cover a lot of bases, I think a lot of people would be surprised that they wouldn't mind it either. It's just that a lot of the times we're not necessarily covering all those things. And so even if it's something that you really like, um, it's not sustainable. So you don't, you don't eat that all the time, or if it's something that's really good for you, whether you don't really like it, you don't eat it all the time. But if it's something that's both, like you were able to figure out, like I have at, at times, um, it's just like, why wouldn't I just eat today? It's just like, unless I'm eating out with somebody, like I don't understand like <laughs> why we would just keep giving ourselves that, 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 uh, that, that fuel and you looking at food and some of these things is more like fuel in a, in a vehicle is another thing that um, has really helped me. Well, they act, so there, there's a couple of things. I don't know if you've ever heard this analogy, but I saw someone say this and I actually, I have two dogs and they're like, you know, I, they said, I eat like a dog. And I was yeah. they're like, what does that mean? They're like, well, think about dogs literally eat. Most dogs eat at the same time, the same thing every single day. And that's why they're like, you know, so fit. And I was like, <laughs> kind of makes sense. Right. That's kind of a weird analogy. So I kind of yeah. like, I kind of embrace that, but you 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 made a really important point. Uh, when I 
was like, Hey, I am like, I, like I was actually always working out, but I, my eating habits were terrible. I'm like, I've got to fix that. This is the issue. This is the issue. Right. So I would like eat salads every day because you know, salads are supposed to be healthy. And I, I, I've, if anyone listens to this podcast, they know I hate salad. I can't, I just hate eating salad. So I'd eat it and I'd just be mad the entire time. I'd be like, wow, stupid salad. Right. And I'd be like swearing while I was eating. And I was like, and so I, I, I actually just started like, so the, the thing that I, I switched from this and you, you, you alluded to this is that when I started, I was eating healthy food that I thought would help me and whether I liked it or not. And then I actually switched up to finding food I liked that was healthy. And then that actually made it way easier. Right. Cause it was like, you know, and, and then you kind of can see those measures like, Hey, if I eat this the whole week, what, how does it actually affect my mood? How does it actually affect my, you know, if I'm trying to lose weight, is it actually helping in that process? And then you, you start finding, and I think one of the shifts is I see it more, you know, like I, I do, I'm Greek. We grew up in a restaurant. Uh, you know, my parents own a restaurant. So like food was like a big celebration thing, which is probably not, you know, didn't develop the best habits for me as a kid. And so, you know, then I started kind of seeing like, Hey, this is fuel to the things that I'm trying to do. And sometimes the way I'm eating actually depletes me, uh, you know, in the way that I actually connect. So that, that was like, that, you know, a lot, of, a lot of shifts for me in that too. And, and now I feel like I'm doing like, if I was still eating salad, I know that I would kind of fall off and go back. Cause I'm like, Hey, I got to my weight. I'm done with the salads. Right. Whereas I kind of see like, Hey, this, I like the eating this food. It's helped me get to where I'm at. I can actually maintain that and continue. So um, th- th- I, I appreciate that. So like you're, you're backing up a lot of what I'm saying. So I, I really appreciate this. Um, you, you actually have in your bio when we connected, uh, you talk about kind of the art of storytelling and why that's really important. And one of the things I talked about in the innovators mindset is I actually believe storytelling is the fuel for innovation that when people actually hear stories and they, they connect to those ideas then that's when they actually start seeing them. I, and one of the things I always tell people is that you're trying to get people to see themselves in the story, right? So like a lot of times people like will tell stories at a conference and like, yeah, you know, I was climbing a mountain and then my arm got stuck and then I had to cut it off. And you're like, okay, well, that's amazing, but I'm, I'm not cutting my arm off, right? So <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see myself in that space at all. I don't like, that's a really amazing story but I don't necessarily see that. Right. Whereas I think yeah. a lot of times, you know, I think that kind of the, the everyday experience is some of the most compelling stories. So like when you look at storytelling and you connect it, how do you see storytelling and innovation uh, connected in the work that you're doing? Yeah. I, uh, there's so much to say in what you said. I'm just going to stay even to the question because the Greek thing sent me somewhere else. Actually, you know, speaking of Europe, I, I was, I was in Norway uh, once I actually ended up kind of getting lost on the way there, but it was like a public speaking like competition. I mean, it ended up the, the, this the the part of it that was educational ended up being all about storytelling. And mm-hmm. the guy that was there was like this world renowned speaker, Eric Edmeads. Is like he's like just talking to you about how oh, if you guys actually you know you millennials don't get it, you know he's actually Canadian. Now I think about it, he's Canadian. But he is just like, you know, only this little part of history has even had, you know, written everything. He's like, we've been telling stories for 99.9%. That was like his whole argument. And I was like, you know, 
I was like, I'm, I need to fact check this, right? Like, I'm running over here because I'm a millennial. I'm like, let me, let me, I, like, I mean, it sounds cool, but I was like, do we know if that's the case, right? Like, and so I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, it seems to be pretty valid that, you know, we've only probably had the ability to tell stories since completely before that. So mm. overall, I would say that, yeah, the, 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 that, that experience and others kind of really allowed me to understand that once we place ourselves in a story, it's right. kind of like even with, with, with sports, it's like sometimes um, it's hard to explain to someone like the feeling of like what was happening, like as the situation happened. Right. Because it's like it's if, if you don't have an art or an understanding of, of of storytelling, I would say similar to what we were talking about with other structures, it might just come up as a jumbled amount of things. But as I kind of learned more in regards to storytelling, I was like, okay, things have like a general structure. Hence, Jordan kind of understanding wow. storytelling and how he played the game. Like he's like he played the game for moments. Like it's like it's a very cerebral thing. But but it's something I feel like, especially like like we're talking about as as um, as people who are trying to teach or or empower anyone, really looking at the situation from how do we get someone to believe in their own story? And I think it also starts with us believing in our own, owning that story, crafting it, seeing all the, the positives and the negatives and, and seeing like the, what overlays both of them, which is still like the soul of that person that just keeps on going. I mean, we're here, right? Like we can go back in our story and be like, man, I hated, you know, this part of my upbringing. It's like, yeah, but I'm like here. And it's like, yeah, but I hated this. So yeah, but you're here. <laughs> like, like it's like it's like it's like you can't like dominate this whole situation, but but a great story is able to layer in how it would have you would have gotten to be this, you know, great or decent person that you are now, even if you're just an everyday person. Maybe an everyday person is a lot more amazing than we consider them to be if we tell the story a little bit uh, in a new way. And we tell the story in a new way than the everyday person could be you know each one could be a, a a super person or a hero person in their own sense because um i mean at least I, I haven't yet i've been across the world a few times over and i definitely have still never met a person who didn't have a whole lifetime full of just like something right like mental battles with this or you know their their grandparents legacy did this or you know their the, the culture they were living in was, like there's just nobody like walks through every day and it's just like you know what nothing bad ever i've never tripped i've never stumbled right. Right. Uh, you know and i saw some guy you know uh, a trip the other day walking in the subway you know you kind of have that you know <laughs> nobody's looking kind of thing it's just like man everybody's done it man it's all good <laughs> I think that I think that's really important that when you're kind of talking about this is is actually kind of looking because you know I, I everything that I do in a day I'm always looking for a story whether it's something that I write in a blog post write in a tweet share on Instagram because I think a lot of times when we think of stories we think of like you know long tales right, right. as opposed to like you know a tweet can tell a story right and and uh, you know like a blog post obviously a video, TikTok, right? And a lot of those things, uh, you know, tell stories, uh, but they actually are stories that are spread very, very quickly in a way that you couldn't imagine, you know, even 10, 15 years ago. But it's actually getting people to kind of understand that a lot of times when I'm, when I'm actually, you know, talking about the notion of innovation and connection, I'm trying to get people to see themselves uh, you know, in that story. And I was actually talking to a group of administrators. And so when we, I asked them like, 
what is what is innovation like what when you when you say the word innovation what do you actually mean right and so he gave some like definition that was like super long and you know was very wordy and very hard to connect with i'm like no that's too much i'm like innovation is doing new and better things that's it that's all it is right and now so when you so when you make it and you, you mentioned this at the beginning when you take the complex and then you make it simple, then it's more likely people start seeing themselves in the story. So I'll actually talk about, you know, a teach because a lot of people think innovation equals like technology, right? And you said it earlier, really kind of innovating our systems, innovating kind of the way that we think and really kind of thinking of new, better ways of doing these things. So, you know, you have a teacher in grade one who actually, you know, doesn't, um, who actually, you know, never uses technology is against it but have the kids struggling with reading and then they actually figure out a way to help that kid read. And now, and I'll say that's innovation. That's you create a new and better pathway for that kid. And so now they start seeing themselves as the innovator. And then they're like, yeah, no, I actually do innovative things in my, and then when they start seeing themselves in that story, that's when that power starts to happen. Right. And one of the things that I, I very adamant about when we talk about, the definition of innovation being doing new and better things that actually has to be better. And I actually, I'm curious your thoughts on this. One of the, it was actually connected to health. One of the things that um, we did in our schools was we wanted kids to eat healthier, right? And this was, I wasn't leading this one, but I, I kind of saw it unfold. So we wanted kids to eat healthier. So we took the vending machine with all the junk food in it, the chips, you know, the chocolate bars, all the other stuff. And then they said, you know what? Let's get kids eating healthier. Let's replace all that stuff with carrots and like celery sticks. And kids were at school. They're like, nah, I'm not interested. And then they actually, and then they actually just said, I'm going to 7-Eleven. Like I'm the 7-Eleven's two blocks away. I'm going to walk there. Right. And then they're thinking, you know, like I walk two blocks. So I'm not going to get the little bag of chips. I'm going to get the big bag of chips. Right. And I'm going to get the big, cause, you know, it took me like, I had to work, like I had to walk four blocks. Right. And we're in Canada, so it's in snow, so it's extra hard. So then actually that process of them doing something different actually led to worse behaviors, right? Like, and it's kind of thinking about that. So I'm curious, I'm curious, like that's something we saw is like, we're actually, you know, we're just replacing it, patting ourselves on the back that we, we, you know, got healthy food in there, but nobody was eating it, right? And so we're like, that didn't change the practice, right? So like, what are your thoughts on that? Curious, you know, kind of your, your intersection between innovation and health. Yeah. So, um, the simplest, the simplest thing that came to me in regards to that was, uh, just, just looking at my own experience. Um, you know, I mean, imagine when we were all children, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. and I say this with all respect to my parents, they know it. But it's just like this idea of the difference between like, uh, showing something and, and telling somebody something. Right. right? right. And, and so, I feel like that's really the biggest thing is often we have to actually put ourselves in the shoes of the people themselves. Um, either as you know, uh, like those shows where like the boss goes undercover or maybe like a group where you have an open discussion with the, with the people themselves. Um, it, it definitely is often that we, we miss some of those little things. Like, I mean, I'm, I just got into my thirties. Uh, and now I'm old already. Like my little cousin was like, Oh, don't say that, man. You're too old. I was like, I looked at her. I was just like, I'm too old. 
Like, like, when did that, when did that, (laughs) when did that happen? And so it's just like, I had to be humble to understand that, okay, like if that is the case to Mm -hmm. certain groups of people, well, what did that mean? And so it was like, well, if I look at it from their perspective, they have like certain customs in the way that they do things, right? Like, so they might've been using that, that, um, that, uh, that, that, you know, vending machine. Um, and then whenever you ask, you know, like, I was like, oh, the, the vending machine is no longer has the stuff that makes them like com- commune with their people. Like, it's like, you know, sometimes people are like, Oh, you know, we're Cheetos guys, right. They might've had like a conversation about it. They eat their Cheetos next to one another. And then you remove that and say, well, we're not celery guys. Like we never said, yeah. yeah. so let's go to Seven Eleven and get some Cheetos. And then once you get there, Seven Eleven has a different business model there. They want you to get the biggest thing, the big right. gulp, the biggest whatever. So the, everything in there is encouraging you to get the biggest thing. So they just end up coming back with just huge bags. And 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 everyone who was looking to help uh, kind of just ends up being like, dang it. But like I said, to bring it back more grounded, that is why I'm saying like it's related to parenting a lot of the times because it's like, oh, you know, go do this. It's like, yeah, but you're not necessarily putting into context how they're, why they're doing it, right? They're doing it based off of, DNA differences from a health standpoint. I mean, it's a whole generational gap. Like there's like a difference and now they look at everything, not just one thing or two things. And so you're trying to more implement something from the standpoint of habits rather than anything. And so I think the encouragement, all in all, encouragement of habits, um, starting with the story of inspiring people to want to improve right. their habits. And, and, and a lot of the times I'll just end with this is like, it has to do got back to the mental health thing or spiritual health or emotional health, depending on how you look at it. We can't consider ourselves so limited that we can't even change a little bit. Like, I mean, you may not want to change a lot, but like you can't change a little bit. Like you can't even just say that, okay, I'm happy. I improved 1% this year or this today or whatever. Most people just think that they're always on this, you know, downslide in regards to, especially a lot of things, health, as opposed to really just kind of, considering the entire thing a, a process. Yeah, it's I, I maybe I get in trouble for saying this, but I I I can't stand maybe this is kind of what you said. I can't stand the you're perfect the way you are like tweets and Instagram because I'm like no you're not and neither am I neither is anybody, right? Can you be are you deserving of love and care? Absolutely, 100%. But when we get to this point where we're you know, I'm good like I, I don't need to do anything. Then it's like, you know, being in the field, nobody would want, you know, you're talking about the health industry. Nobody wanted a doctor saying like, I am, I'm, I'm done learning and you're going to get the best, you know, medical practice from 1985, even though it's 2021, <laughs> you'd, you'd want them to, you know, continuously yeah. improve and get better. And it's the same thing with teaching, right? If we ever had a kid saying, you know what, I'm kind of good with math. I don't need to really know anymore. You'd be like, no, you're, you're going to, you're going to grow. You're going to do this too. And like, I understand the intent of it too, but I think it's, I think growth is actually what is, you know, when you talked about kind of thriving, you know, have growth is one of the things that brings us, you know, happiness is one of the brings that, you know, we find success in is that even when you get stagnant and, you know, you mentioned you're in your thirties and you said you get old. So it makes me like, I don't know. I don't even know what generation I, that's how old I am. I don't know what generation I am. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it was like, it's it like, I swear it was like boomers and then just jumped to millennials. I'm like, what are you, where, am I? Am I not, where am I in this, this fold? Right. 
So, you know, it is kind of like, it is, it is kind of seeing that, as you said, kind of that, that continuous improvement is, is a good thing. It's actually what keeps us, you know, going, you know, in the work that we actually do. Uh, I'm going to ask you, so um, this is going to be, uh, I think, you know, this will be published in 2022. So when you're, when you're looking at people, you know, coming out, my, I don't even know if say coming out of pandemic, entering an endemic, I don't know, whatever the terminology <laughs> is, right? Um, so 2022, uh, this year, what's like one piece of advice you'd give to people, um, you know, to really kind of focus on, you know, their own improvement, their own wealth, their own, or their health, their own well-being. What's one piece of advice that maybe you would give that maybe you're, you're doing yourself something that you could help people as they, as they look to the new, the new year. Uh, I'd say stay present and present your story, right? Like, I think that there's, there's something to understanding that um maybe maybe in the opposite way like it's like present your story like really get an understanding of like uh of, of who we are it sounds sounds easy but i think that this is the the time for for things to be a little bit easier right like i i i really feel as though that's another thing i've been looking to innovate on in my own self is like where did i get this mentality like everything has to be hard like i i get the idea that like hard things are good as well but like what is also wrong with easy things like sometimes it's very easy for lebron to beat another team like it's just like i mean we're just a lot better than like it's like it doesn't mean you shouldn't have those things as well yes the tough things also come so i would say that you know really come up with um really craft you know put 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 our stories together because um from my research it does a lot more for people than what they think they do from a holistic perspective like everything and it just it kind of just like brings a lot of things in identity wise and then from there you can like i said be more just like present and understand that like okay well this would make sense that this would be part of the journey right like i said when i was a kid that i wanted to like innovate and help the world well if there was no pandemics or like anything to deal with like what story has ever not had those things that somebody ended up rising from the ashes like those are the stories i liked as a kid so yeah. we actually put those things in context like i said from that first piece of like really crafting our own story we realized that we're probably exactly where we need to be and then we can kind of like calm down and you just have more in the zone moments again not to want to belabor sports but sports is education too and so i would say that that's what i learned is that like that present ability to be like okay like i played quarterback for a little bit again like you said it's kind of like the your basketball days it was short-lived <laughs> so but there were a few times where i'm like okay i can see how like me just throwing an interception, if I don't forget that quickly, right. it throws off the rest of the game. Like, I have to realize that this is part of a entire situation. And if I'm still here and breathing, then what I'm agitated about, and again, what's throwing me off my equilibrium, oh, oh, there's something happening in Armenia. Oh, you know, something happened in Africa. Oh, my gosh, you know, the, right. the, the taxes. It's just like, yeah, everybody has something, right? Like, would it have, would I rather it have been like the Black Plague or the Great Depression or, or, right. or right. War? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, but I know that people have dealt with it. So I'm going to also um, deal with it right now today in this present moment. So that's that's what I'd recommend in 2022. So there's so the, when you're talking about kind of being in the present, there's there's three there's three um, shows or series that I connect with the pandemic that I watched. First one is Tiger King. I don't know if you watched that. I, I haven't watched it, but I've seen it. Yeah. 
I don't know. Social uh, media. I've seen it. But I don't know the, the other one, the other one is uh, Eurovision with Will Ferrell, which was like a surprisingly good movie. I could not believe how, my my kids love it actually. But the I third one, I don't know if you saw it, but I would hope you saw it. The Last Dance. Did you watch the Jordan Last Dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. So good, right? And the the one of the my favorite parts. I think it's actually. I actually I've watched it probably nine ten times now like the whole series over and over again right and uh i think it's it's either episode nine or ten and they were talking about and i gotta bring us back to basketball uh, they were talking about the one thing that j separated jordan from everyone else is what you just said is his ability to be present it's the but, last episode it's definitely the last yeah. episode he's like next to the piano he's like like phil always says you gotta stay present stay in right, the moment right, right. and he, he actually <laughs> like they're talking about like how many game winners he missed and he's not thinking about that when he's taking the present game winner, right? And I think, you know, that, that um, as you kind of said, you know, nobody likes the I've never had any issues and I continue not to have issues story. It's the comeback <laughs> story is the, is the power. It's right. It's the overcoming adversity, right? I think those are the really powerful stories. So it, it, was, it was awesome connecting with you. Uh, yeah. I loved, I loved uh, chatting with this. I'm telling you, man. Uh, if I if I'm in New York, we're going to the Knicks game. I'm in, man. All right, we'll sounds talk, great. Man, I can talk basketball, and not feel guilty about it the whole time, right? No, I'm good. I'm good with that, man. Let me know. All right. Okay. Well, hey, thanks everyone for listening. E, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day. Uh, I look forward to connecting with you more, uh, people. If you want to connect with E, you'll see uh, links to the social media and anything else down in the description. But thank you so much for listening, E. Thanks again for for being on. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too, George, man. Have a beautiful day. Take care. Take care.